Damesh, welcome to HubShots episode 123. And we talk about why user experience matters, we talk about HubSpot tasks, and some interesting workflow tips. This is Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and features, and strategies for growing your market results. We hope you enjoy the podcast as much as HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found. And with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well. And uh, yes, a big welcome to Damesh. Well, because we thought that was useful because we, we mentioned Brian at the start of every episode. And we also normally start by saying, hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. We thought we'd personalize it. It's all about personalizing the experience. It is. And guess what, Craig? We've got about 100 days to Inbound 18. Ah, fantastic. How did you know that there were 100 days left? If you go to inboundcountdown.com, it will give you up to the second answer of how many days, minutes, seconds are left. Yeah, and the hashtag Inbound18 already warming up. So we've got the the list there. But look, Inbound18, I'm not going to say anything. Speakers are lagging. Speakers, yes. And I would put it differently. But yeah, I won't say anything about that. Now, Craig, talking about have you gone the extra? One One person who has gone the extra mile is? Yes, a big shout out to Jason Ong from the HubSpot customer support team. I just want to tell you about this, right? So the HubSpot support is excellent. We've Truly exceptional, many, I would it's say. It's really good. I've had, I think, in all the time, I've had one bad experience. It's all actually really good. So I'm on a client site last week. They're a client. They're not a HubSpot customer yet. Okay. They're a client. We've done a lot of work for them. SEO, big brand in Australia, right? And they're using another marketing automation system and they're not happy with the team. And I'm, I was demonstrating HubSpot. And I hear HubSpot thinking, oh, that's fantastic. But, you know, what's the support like? Because our current company is terrible. I said, well, I think it's pretty good. Let me just show you. So I'm in HubSpot there, right? Demoing in front of them. I said, I'm actually just going to show you now. I'll show them the support inbox in HubSpot. And I said, look, I could email them. I could get them to call me. They'll call me in a matter of minutes. I could do that. But look, there's chat here. Why don't I just show you that? It's open chat. And I went, hi there. And I said, just watch this. Anyway, Jason on gets on, bang, he's there instantly on chat. He said, oh, hi, how can I help you? So I said to him, oh, Jason, I'm actually a HubSpot partner. I'm here with a client. They're watching me type. You know, I'm typing to you now. And he goes, oh, thanks for that. How can I help? And I said, I just wanted to demonstrate the responsiveness of HubSpot. He said, oh, great. How about this link? And he sends me a link to their HubSpot yeah. support, the help at HubSpot, and it's all really good. And anyway, the client is just blown away. They're going, oh, this is excellent. So shout out to Jason Ong for helping me sell HubSpot and just show how awesome it is as a tool. Now, do you want to shout out to anyone at HubSpot? Yes, I do. And I was at HubSpot today and for my monthly catch up. And I want to give a shout out to Nick Bayliss. In the Sydney office. Now, Nick is a lovely guy. Yeah, I know Nick as well. He's very good. Yes, been working with him for a while, and he's one of the customer success managers in Sydney. So, I just want to say hi, Nick. We put a link to his profile on LinkedIn, and he really helps customers, direct customers of HubSpot, get the most out of their HubSpot. Yeah, he's he's very responsive as well. I remember shooting him an email a week or two ago. Bang. When I was away last time at Inbound, I think it was. Yeah, right. One final shout out. I'm going to shout out to some of our listeners, actually. Yes, to uh, Adam and Louisa. Yes, Adam, if you're listening. They're, they're actually um, Australians, but they're in Florence at the moment on holiday. Oh, it's so hard. A, doing it tough, but still listening to the show there. <laughs> Gee, we can dream. <laughs> now, I did want to say something. I was talking to a customer of ours who listens to this podcast, and he goes to me, he goes, 
all this stuff you talk about, do you guys actually know what you're talking about or do you kind of just make it up? And I just want to tell you, Craig and me are one of those people that we don't talk about stuff that we don't have already tried out or we're in the process of trying. And everything we share with you on this show is actually stuff that we're doing or we're in the process of doing. So tried and tested. And if we get it wrong, we get it wrong. <laughs> but we keep butting up our heads like we did uh, in the previous episode yeah. with Service Hub yeah. and with bots and so on. So we're constantly trying. This is much as an education for us and to take learnings back to the people we serve on a daily basis. So if you ever think that these guys are reading off some script somewhere, it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, occasionally we will mention something on the show that we haven't tested, but we always preface it by saying, oh, I haven't actually tried this yet, but heard this but yeah i feel strongly about it. i'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. we do try it we spend a lot of time in the tool and so when we talk about something being good it's because we think it's good when we talk about something bad which we have yes we'll, we'll point fingers at stuff that we don't like in the product it's because yeah we don't like it and sometimes it's because we get it wrong we do get it wrong and then we fix it up later <laughs> yeah all right craig on to hubspot marketing feature of the week now this is a really good update actually it's a slack integration with hubspot which i found out today and we've tested it out but you had some issues here because you're using slack on your browser and there's something going on but i wanted to say what this does is directly from slack you're able to actually create tasks in hubspot you're able to put a due date on it what type it is once you've created the task you associate it to a contact in a company or a deal i think if i believe and you can assign it to the person responsible so i think this is fantastic and in its smallest way how we're going to actually start using it within the team is that if we get customers that request stuff that come in via email or we put it into slack where we manage a lot of stuff and have conversations i'm going to create a task directly in slack to go to the one of the guys on our team and they're going to use that as their daily checklist to make sure that they've got back to the customer with that yeah, I think this is really cool. I'll just mention what my problem is because it's only part of the integration that's not working. So last week when we got Service Hub and we integrated in chatbots, so when any chatbot from any of uh, my sites comes straight into the HubSpot service portal, uh, Service Hub portal, and also goes straight into Slack, and that's what we are testing last week. So that integration works fine. It can get the chatbot and we respond in Slack. That's working fine. The slash commands, the HubSpot slash commands, they're all working fine for me. But create a task, just can't get it working. Correct. Spend an hour or two. And that's because when you try to create the task, it actually puts a pop-up over the top. Yeah. Which you're not actually getting. It's just not showing the pop-up for me. I've tried everything incognito, different browsers. I've turned off all my extensions, any pop-up blockers, everything. Yeah. And now I've logged a ticket with uh, Slack support about it. By the way, they haven't responded. (laughs) Hours later. (laughs) <laughs> crickets hubspot support they'd be you know that's well, right would have been solved by now in the show notes is a great video created by the hubspot product team that actually shows you how to use the new integration plus how to install it to make sure it's working so, hey can i just mention something else about support like i pay for slack i know a lot of people don't it's a free yes. product we've been paying for well two years so i have you know team account so i'm a paying customer the support is not there. I'm telling you, customer support, the user experience. It's almost as though the show is about user experience. It is. And um, some have it, some don't. Yeah. Exactly. All right. On to our HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. And these are re-enrollment triggers on workflows. Now, I'm going to say it's the gotcha because it got me when we actually have a workflow. We have somebody submits a form for a download of a brochure. What happens then is that a response email gets sent back to them 
saying thanks for requesting it here's the link to it etc then they get i think they get assigned to somebody in sales what was happening is that once that happens the first time and it sends them the email it's all good if that person now resubmits that form and says oh i can't like you said i can't remember where i put that brochure i want to redownload again they did it again so a reconversion takes place but no email gets triggered to get sent off to them or that workflow only triggers once and I was a bit stumped and like, why is this happening? And then you said, oh, is your re-enrollment correct? And I'm like, mm, I didn't check that. And so you thought it was actually always on or it was a default to be on, but it wasn't, it wasn't the case. So I've actually gone through and actually changed all that and checked all of them to make sure the re-enrollment is there so that it will actually trigger off again if that person resubmits and reconverts on that identical form. Yeah, look, this is a common gotcha. I've had clients that co- get caught out by this. And the, the, in a, it, it's a bad gotcha because you don't know about it. The end customer or the end contact knows about it. I didn't get the follow-up. You know, where is it? But you, there's no real warning. So I guess the takeaway from this is uh, for HubSpot users to go in and check all your HubSpot workflows. Anything that's related to a follow-up from a download, you always want to allow re-enable because, yeah, that's we know that's the behavior. They come back three weeks later and request the same thing again. So you've got to push them through that thank you workflow. Yep. All right, on to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is from Brian Dean, where he delivers the goods with the Google Search Console. Yeah, Google Search Console, Previous this used to be Google Webmaster Tools, um, if you know it by that old name. Uh, we've talked about uh, the value of this um uh, many times on the show, but he's actually done, well, you know what he called it? The definitive guide to Google search console. You know how you see a post yes. the definitive guide. Oh yeah, here we go. Actually, this is the definitive, definitive guide. guide to Google search. Good Brian Dean we, from Backlinko. Um, fantastic. And I'm not sure, Sue Ellen might've actually alerted me to this. It's a really good reference, goes through everything to do with Google Search Console. If you think you know Google Search Console, that's great. Just skip to sections four and five in his guide where he's got some advanced tips. And a few that I really like where he talks about crawl budgets, but the one we're going to call out on the show is the whole fetch as Google. Google. And uh, I mean, if you're a long-time marketer, you probably know about this, but a reminder, you can actually go in to Google Search Console. You want a new page, you want to get it indexed, crawled quickly, just do a fetch as Google and it's a real prompt um, to get it done. The other thing though, is if you've updated content significantly on a page, a particular page, maybe you've refreshed it for new data or new information, you can actually use the fetches Google to recrawl it quickly in case it wasn't going to get recorded. So that's actually quite a good tip to keep in mind. Now you might think, oh, this is gold. I'll just go through and do every single page on my site. Well, I think you're limited to about 10 or 20 per month. I'm not exactly sure what the limit is, but it's there just for it's those a long, it's a long things. process <laughs> yeah it's just for those key things so use that wisely uh it's a really cool seo tip excellent now how's what sales feature of the week craig and i just thought instead of trying to do something new use the task tool within hubspot sales and integrate that with slack if you're using slack to actually put the tasks directly from Slack into HubSpot. Yeah, so so good we're mentioning it twice <clears> on the show. And thanks, and, Ian. It's not working for me. So and twice, Craig has a very sad face because he can't get it working. <laughs> All right, Craig, on to our opinion of the week. And this is about user experience becoming even more important for marketers and advertisers. Now, you heard about this on the Perpetual Traffic podcast, episode 149. 
where they're actually saying that Facebook is actually manually rating pages from ads that they send traffic to. So it's actually getting a manual review and they're giving some sort of score, which is getting fed back into the system, which either gives you a better ad price or a very high ad price for poor quality. And Ralph mentioned this on the podcast. And I thought it was very interesting that manual reviews are happening on Facebook. Don't you think so? I think so. So we've all always known, well, not always, we've known for a long time that Facebook and of course AdWords and everything, they have this, well, AdWords has its quality score, which is a combination of things. Uh, Facebook has a relevance score, which rates ads and how they apply to the end page that you're going to. Now that's been there for a while, but I guess we've known that most of that's done algorithmically. So there's an algorithm that checks relevance of the page that it goes to, you know, it does kind of checks the content keywords and stuff like that. Uh, Maybe it's checking for any pop-ups, things like that. Now Facebook have actually confirmed that they have manual teams that not only rate the ad, we've known that they manually review ads, but they're now manually reviewing the page in terms of page the user experience that people land on. So this is things like, are there lots of ads on the page? Do they, do they have to scroll through? Is, there is it clear to read? Things? Do they find, do they get yeah. kind of shuttled into unfortunate? And what they've found is testing this kind of the quality or the, the user experience of the page, they've seen significantly affects the prices they're paying. And in the show, Ralph talks about how actually at points they updated the page to a much better user experience and yep. they saw their prices come down. Yeah, right. Like this is long-standing ads. The ads didn't change, just the page did. And that's because they got manually reviewed and that fed back into whatever the scoring is, probably part of the relevance score, I'd say now. So the reason this is in Opinion of the Week is to talk about user experience in, in all these areas that you can't escape it as a marketer now. So the days of thinking, oh, I'll just whack up some page, we'll get ads, drive money at it. Well, uh, unless the user experience is there, you're actually going to be wasting a lot of money. So put more attention on that. And we're going to talk more about this later in Shot 8 as well. Now, Craig, you found uh, in the podcast, they had a special offer if you texted a US number. Yeah, so this is a bad user experience. Like, what, I, I, have you heard podcasts doing this now? It's like uh, at the end, yes. oh, text, text this number, text and- number with this message, and we'll send you. It's like I'm, I'm in Australia. Now, why are you telling me a US number? Like, it's such a. Why are they excluding the rest of the world? Yes, I just don't get it. Which is interesting because we were looking at our stats today, and half our listeners are in the US. That's right. So- Actually, Australian podcast. Targeting, I guess, Australian listeners predominantly. And yes. More, yeah. One half our listeners are in the US. Amazing. Correct. So, and welcome to our US listeners. Yes. Just dial this Australian number and we'll send you a <laughs> So there we go. Now, checklist item of the week, Craig. Chrome is removing secure messages in September. And they're going to highlight with a big not secure. That's right. So we've mentioned this before and we talked about it last HubSpot user group. Uh, make sure you've got SSL enabled on your sites. Otherwise you're giving people a bad user experience. And Chrome will make that user experience even worse. That's right. I'll probably leave your site. So just be aware of that and take action. If you don't know what to do, please let us know and we can point you in the right direction. All right, on to our resource of the week, Craig. All right. So I always love chatting about SEO ranking <coughs> factors. There's one here on the top 10 ranking factors based on what they know. And like, there's plenty of these posts around. Yeah. So it's not as though, oh, wow, this is something new. But actually, it's a thorough post and I enjoy reading it. And the top 10 includes, you know, our favorites like links and page titles and things like that. 
I think a good one to go through and just remind yourself. I always point out, uh, well, number six on their list is title tag, but number five, user experience, because it's becoming important when it comes to SEO as well. Your part of your ranking is the user experience. Google's getting better at actually, well, algorithmically working yes. out what the experience is, i.e. do people bounce back quickly or do they not spend time on the page? We also know that Google has manual raters that will rate pages as well. Yes. So it feeds back in. User experience is there. But here's one part of it. If you go to the show notes, you'll see how I've included links to all the different 10 sections. Yes. And what this post had, Kevin had put a table of contents in it. Yeah, right. Linking through to each of the 10. And it was a really nice HTML. I just copied it and put it straight in the show notes. So great for our listeners. So great for you to just link through and go to each one. Great for this blog because I've given them 10 links in the show notes. So there you go. So thank you, Kevin. All right, Craig, podcast of the week. And this is uh, Seth Godin's podcast called Akimbo, which I started listening to. And it's about networks, lock-in and pathways. And what I really enjoyed about this podcast, he just kind of used examples of people that kind of created a network effect that got people buying their product and how it worked. He talked about the razor, so about Gillette. Shane and Gillette and how, how he got started. And there are a host of other things. But it was really fascinating because I think as we create products and services and we market these products and services, we've got to think about what are these network effects that we're creating that keeps us all aligned and attached. All right, on to our quote of the week. And this is from Ferdinand Porsche, Craig. You know I love cars. I know you love cars. And you know what prompted me to get this quote was um, I kept seeing Porsche ads <laughs> following me around saying, clear your Saturday. There's this exceptional offers on Porsches. Right. So I thought, hey, why not? We can dream. We can dream. Ferdinand Porsche, let me read this to you. Life itself is a race marked by a start and a finish. It is what we learn during the race and how we apply it that determines whether our participation had a particular value. If we learn from each success and each failure and improve ourselves through this process, then at the end we have fulfilled our potential and performed well. There it is. I think it's very, very poignant. Gojima. All right. We have some bonus links at the end, Craig. One of the ones I do want to point out is that how to optimize your Google My Business listing. This is really key as Google tries to help local businesses get seen in search. And so I think having a profile that's optimized is really key. Now, we've spoken about different things you can do, like put videos on there, do posts, put special offers. It's really important, especially if you have a local business that you see foot traffic through, that you actually have this and use this. Well, Craig, until next time. Go the extra. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.